You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Family, friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the podcast, but before we get to the podcast, you know what you gotta do, hit us up on all the social media outlets uh, at TNWPod, we are on the Twitter at TNWPod, we're also on uh, Facebook at backslash Talking Wrestling. We are also on the Instagram at Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Uh, yeah, I should know these. It's only been three years. I don't know why <laughs> I don't know these. Uh, you know, uh, Talking Wrestling on uh, Facebook on backslash. You know, all that stuff. iTunes Talking Wrestling rate, review, subscribe, five star rating, favorable review would be nice. Spotify, we're at Talking Wrestling, also on Spotify. As always, on Never Sleeps Network, we're at uh, Never Sleeps Network, Talking Wrestling. You can find us there, or wherever popular uh, podcasts are uh, available on any format. Um, bear with me this week. I'm, uh, my throat is a little scratchy. Uh, I got... Uh, to wound up WrestleMania week. Let's just say I uh, did a lot of yelling at the TV, a lot of cheering, uh, even some tears, even some tears. And, uh, you know, but I, but it's what a WrestleMania week it was. And here to talk onto it contractually by demand, he is guaranteed to still be on four shows a year four shows baby well don't no no you did not do the mic test like that you sat back and why did you come all in on that you just you swallow you just deep throated the fucking microphone there okay shut up this is not a porn show (laughs) this is this is a reputable wrestling information show you don't even know your social handles a reputable wrestling show if it's not talking wrestling it's something like it (laughs) fucking google it you'll find us all right seriously jeepers we're not dealing with a bunch of short bus people out there we're dealing with a bunch of long bus folk or walkers not old walkers anyways um this just in WWE has laid off a whole bunch of talent. Uh, Samoa Joe heads the class of 2022 of getting fired. Uh, Way at the bottom is Bo Dallas. Can you believe they fired Samoa Joe? (laughs) You haven't introduced me yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you took it amongst yourself to just put yourself on the show. (laughs) After he left it, left it. Uh, Folks, Jeff McHenry (laughs) is, is... well, he's in my bubble, so <laughs> he's not six feet away. He's right here. Uh, we're sharing a microphone, and um, 
No, we got two mics. Yeah, we have two mics. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not the Supremes. We don't share a microphone. Yeah. I don't think anybody should share a microphone during COVID times, <laughs> let alone Supremes or not. Now, um, this, uh, this WrestleMania, we didn't even know what to expect. I'm going to... Jeff is here for a WrestleMania review. As you know, he's here every WrestleMania review, every Royal Rumble. Thank you for having me, Casey. Hey, it's contractually written, and I have to. Um, <laughs> you should thank Alex. So, anyway, I'm, I should thank you for doing the dishes last night. Great job. Uh, empty sink for me to put more dishes in. And, You're welcome. But they're gone now, too. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, uh, WWE has released numerous talent. Uh, I we can just talk about this talent during WrestleMania because it's so sad they released Samoa Joe. They only made him commentate standing up in a fucking thunderstorm. <laughs> That's right. Last Friday night, and I don't think he complained. No, no, he had to put a poncho on just to do his job, and then like yeah. four days later, yeah, hey, you're fired, pal. Yeah, and now he's being typecast as. Mexicans and because he's got a poncho and he's uh, he looks Samoan, but he could be Mexican. <laughs> he's the next Lou Diamond Phillips now. Way to go! They let him go. Uh, they wasted all, and we'll get to this. How dumb Billy Kay was and her character during that Mania match, and now it's like, what was all that for? If they knew they were going to let her go, anyways. Uh, Bo Dallas. Uh, um, uh, Bo Dallas. Yes, he was still on the roster. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> maybe he's just like the fiend. He's just—is he there? Is he not? <laughs> he's just underneath something. I don't know. Is Mike Rotundo even still there? I don't I, know. I don't know. Somebody, you know, uh, Bo Dad. He must have had one of those Lanny Poffo WCW contracts, or it's like yeah, we we like somebody in your family. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. He must have had that. And uh, not only that, um, Chelsea Green. Okay. Who we just watched on Tough Enough, the final season. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. We were we were losing uh, my illegal version of the network, uh, my American version of the network. That we watched in Canada. Yes. Yes. So we had a week left. Um, and I said, all right, Case, we're losing the network. What do you want to watch? The last two seasons of Tough Enough. I uh, went through one season, and then three, and then five, and then six and seven. I watched mostly all of Tough Enough. Uh, first of all, I liked the show Tough Enough. Second of all, I loved the last season because Hulk Hogan just disappears halfway through. <laughs> he does disappear. And if there's no context to what, why, or what, you're like, where did Hogan go? Oh, he said, oh, that's when he said it? You know, so uh, he disappears. And um, a couple things uh, we've noticed was the flirtation between Chris Jericho and Renee uh, Young. Well, you were all over that. I wasn't. uh, Well, I was all over that like they were all over each other. (laughs) I could not believe the flirtation between the two. And uh, I maybe think maybe, maybe, maybe something might happen. But then you Mm -hmm. brought up that I didn't know Velveteen Dream was Me Too'd. For 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 sending pictures to uh, uh, teenage boys, boys, yes, boys. boys, yes. So now after that, learning that, I look at the relationship between 
um, Velveteen Dream and ZZ, yeah. the alligator wrestling boy. <laughs> and I realized uh, they were doing more than eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches together. <laughs> I think... He I think, does, yeah, he Azizi did have Velveteen Dream's uh, pitcher by his bedside the week I'm, after he was eliminated. I'm that, sure he also was had weird. Velveteen Dreams in his bed at night, <laughs> but by the name of Patrick Clark. Uh, just some things we noticed. However, there you go. That's why. That's why you turned into this rest. <laughs> back up! Don't don't come forward and eat the mic because you start to reverb really bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Just. Yeah, stay right there. All right. I know it's hard to get excited, and you want to put your mouth around it, but don't. Just leave it in your face and avoid temptation. Jesus. I am not Jesus. I'm only someone who gives <laughs> modest advice on podcasts. This is not scripture by any way. <sighs> Jeff. Um, but that's going- why you turned into the WrestleMania review, so you can hear who we think was fucking on Tough Enough six years ago. Well, Jeff, this is conversations that you and I have had in the house, so why would I have these with Reese? This doesn't make sense. We have stuff to catch up on. We have to tell the people that we lost the network, so then we had to get the network. All right. And that involved, in Canada, over three days of communicating with Rogers, a communications company. And for communicating, Rogers... They're terrible. They are. They're not good. They love staying on the phone for at least a half hour, <laughs> sometimes an hour and a half for nothing. We barely got the network in time. We finally got the network. We finally got it working. I threw a drama queen fit. I was like, I have to have it on all my formats. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yes, you did. You got a headache. You had a migraine for a day. But we also got through it. We got WrestleMania. We did. Uh, we watched the whole, both WrestleManias. I did not fall asleep once. No. Personally, I thought the WrestleMania as a whole was okay. I thought the first day was better. The second day, not so much. But um, as we break down the card... A lot of great things, and definitely more more positives than negatives. You should have heard Casey on the phone with Rogers. He's, if I have to miss the Nigerian drum fight match because of your malfeasance, <laughs> I know it was. Well, like, look at who I've always been a big Apollo Cruz fan. I think if there's one thing in the history of the show. If you look back, I always talk about how much I love Apollo <laughs> Crews. And now that he's got some sort of Nigerian uh, accent, <laughs> yes, it's a real boner grower. And uh, I got me, yeah, I gotta tell you, yeah, it's good. You get a boner when you hear Apollo Crews talk in a Nigerian accent. It's called sarcasm. Oh. I don't. Okay. Um, I'm saying. What does kendo sticks have to do with Nigeria? <laughs> I don't know. I thought they're they're underneath the ring to hold it up. Because that's why there's so many of them under there. <laughs> but let's get to the card. Let's get to the card. First of all, Hulk Hogan, Titus O'Neil, best of friends. We know that. <laughs> they come out and they welcome uh, everybody to Tampa Bay and to WrestleMania. And uh, I think that's even before that. Before that even happens, 
Vince McMahon comes out, yes. and everybody is outside on the on the tier. They show the stadium; it's gorgeous. It looks it looks like a WrestleMania. I got goosebumps. I got teary eyed because Vince did his old WrestleMania. You know, like the Vince McMahon, like the WrestleMania from WrestleMania three. It felt like he was doing WrestleMania three yeah. all over again. And it gave that nostalgic feel, and it was the best way to kick it off. And I got teary-eyed because this is the first time you could really hear fans uh, for the first time in a year. And as much as WrestleMania was enjoyable last year, and the last ride was fun, and a couple matches were okay, uh, let's let's be honest, um, it was not a good WrestleMania last year. No, no, they were in a difficult spot. Yeah, just, yeah, matches in an empty performance center. Yeah, it was great to have the fans back. Yeah, and uh, so there we go. We're, we're off to the, so we get off to the races. Titus and Hogan, uh, they do their little shtick. Um, but we start off, like, right with the, the probably one of the best matches in both nights, Bobby Lashley. With MVP defeated Drew McIntyre, and um, I believe last week I said I picked Drew McIntyre would win this, and uh, I was uh, I was wrong because you know we were worried about them bre- breaking up the hurt business before WrestleMania. I guess we thought that Lashley was going to need help or something, but this was basically two of the biggest guys in the WWE going at it and uh and and they went at it and 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 it was a great match. What did you think of the of the uh the first match for as for an opener and as uh, for a main event too because it was one of the main events. Yeah, I I I don't really like uh main events going on first, but having said that, it was a great match. They're two Big guys. I, I really like Lashley. It's cool that he's finally get his, you know, his what, uh, reward for being such a good wrestler all these years. Um, yeah, and I was really happy he retained. I didn't I didn't call that uh, whatsoever. I don't think a lot of people called that. I think they thought McIntyre was going to win, but Hurt Lock, uh, he passes out. I, th- I thought it was great, and I'm happy for Lashley. I'm very happy for I'm very happy I'm very happy for Lashley as well. I'm very happy for Lashley as well. Um, I'm very happy that there was no shenanigans and there was no real in, in, interference. It was just a great one-on-one match, something that you very seldom get to see these days. And I was surprised Bobby Lashley uh, retained, to be honest. Uh, and then we had Natalia, Natalia, Tamina, the Riot Squad. Um, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot. Also, uh, there was uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Mm-hmm. And um, last but not least was uh, the champs. I do believe. No, who was who else was in the? Oh, uh, um, <laughs> oh, Billy Kay, and uh, who was she with? Billy Kay was with uh, a person. Uh. Yeah, this is great, folks. This is the kind of 
What you tune in for. I thought I thought you had Wikipedia opened up. Look at it was Lana and Naomi, Billy Kay and Carmella, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, and the Riot Squad. As I just pulled that out of my ass right now. Um Billy Kay was acting like this character where she's been handing everybody her resume and everything and whatnot today. That's a bit of foreshadowing, yeah. She, well, now she's out here. <laughs> Billy Kay, <laughs> I've noticed how good you got sending out resumes. <laughs> well, you might as well send one to AEW because you're fired. Uh, uh, maybe Vince knew like three months ago and he just wanted to get her a lot of practice. Yeah. Here, okay. uh, get uh, get good at uh, get good at this. It sounds to me like uh, it's Billy for Kay, an angle. <laughs> Billy Kay is gone, but um, looks to me Peyton Royce is still there. No, no. Um, is someone is back, and that someone being uh, it looks like Sonya Deville is back. Oh, okay, good. So, because she showed up in the commentary uh, a year later, and uh, still is a thing with Mandy Rose apparently. Um, we all know Mandy Rose and, and Sonya Deville used to be a tag team partner, the, the donut bumpers. Um, they used to travel together and, and always donuts. eat donuts. And before they ate the donut, they bumped their donuts and then they said, donut bumpers and they ate the donuts. Um, so that was something now Natalia and the, all the ride squad were there too. And basically uh, so basically, what happened is um, Lana and Naomi are, are a terrible tag team. These, this match was not good. <laughs> oh, you uh, you had a very funny comment. I don't know if you remember Naomi's entrance, uh, but no. she she went around the ring. Oh yeah, <laughs> she went around the ring slapping people's hands. It's like hello. Fuck, look at COVID. Like, <laughs> yeah. nobody else went around and slapping people's no. hands. Nobody, no matches spilled into the audience. No. Everything was very COVID-friendly. Naomi, not thinking, takes to the fans right away and gives seven of them COVID. <laughs> she, she might as well just coughed in their faces. She yeah. might as well just coughed in their faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... So they so so Billy and Carmella, I didn't know Carmella was wrestling anymore. Uh, they're they got eliminated. Uh, uh, they eliminated Lanny and Naomi. Billy Kay and Carmella then got eliminated by the Riot Squad. Then Dana Brooke came down and Mandy Rose came down and Mandy Rose slipped. It was awkward, but fuck that thing must have been like ice. Yeah, like it must it was cold. It was rainy. I personally, I've said this, I don't know if I said this last week, but I like it when WrestleMania start in the daylight and you have the undercard in the daylight and the main event is at night. I like the contrast. I also like the fact that they're not starting at 8 o'clock at night and I'm going to be up till midnight watching wrestling. So this was one of those shows. They didn't start in the day. They started at night, which was BS. They're wrestling in the cold goddamn rain. Mandy Rose slips on her sweet ass, and <laughs> nobody wants that. The Riot Squad almost rioted about it. And then, uh, I'll tell you, Riot Squad didn't really entertain me in this match, but they did entertain me on WrestleMania After Dark with RJ City. 
Um, the Riot Squad defeated Brooke and Rose, Dana and Mandy, and then Natalia and Tamina come in, the uh, the Generations tag team. And uh, Natalia and Tamina come in, and they win. And they got to go on to wrestle Nia Jax and Shayna Brazler tomorrow night. So, to me, realistically, this made sense. Because they're the only tag team out of this whole group of tag teams that could even stand up to Nia Jax and Shayna Brazler. Yeah, I would agree. They're tough. <laughs> like, these were a bunch of squash matches put together to waste 14 minutes of our time. It was. It went long, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? It, clean, it cleansed the palate <laughs> from the, good, the great flavor of Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre that I had in it. This cleansed the palate to get us ready for the next match, which was 11 minutes and 35 seconds uh, of just, to me, pure joy. One of my favorite matches of WrestleMania, Cesaro defeating Seth Rollins, which I, if you go back to the predictions, I did not think in a million years Cesaro would ever win a singles match at WrestleMania, especially against Seth Rollins. No, I I wouldn't have picked that either. Yeah, it's uh yeah, two surprising finishes so far. Lashley wins and Cesaro wins. Yeah, it was it was a great match. Those guys are great wrestlers. It was very cool. I like you watch a lot of indies and ROH and all that stuff. I'd never seen the UFO before, that airplane spin into mm. the he does it with no hands. That's that's amazing. Cesaro's a freak physically. It's amazing the things that guy can do. Not I, only that, Seth Rollins pulls off a corkscrew top rope, <laughs> fucking spinning rama. Yeah, from into a frog splash sort of thing. Yeah, like, amazing, amazing. And it was just such a packed match. And Seth Rollins, new music, cool music, pretty cool. I will say Seth Rollins, the Hall of Fame, wasn't a fan of because it looked like Bam Bam. He looked like Bam Bam Bigelow. But, uh, oh, yes, that weird flame suit he had, yes. Yeah, uh, flame-retarded suit, I believe. It was, it was flame-retarded. Is that something? You know, when uh, it can't catch fire? <laughs> Retardant, not flame-retarded. Okay, well, don't use that word on this show, please. You You just use um, the word. Short I'm... bus, please, short bus. Hey, uh, AJ, AJ Styles. Uh-huh. And almost go up against New Day. Almost. Almost. No, not almost. His name is almost seven feet tall. We've that already is not this. his name. Ugh, never mind. We're going to do an Abbott and Costello sketch soon. All right. Well, who's on fourth? <laughs> the answer is AJ Styles and almost. <laughs> and uh, they're up against tag team match against... Uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, and I thought, okay, we got another Braun Strowman and a nine-year-old going to have the belts again. (laughs) But what we got, again, was a really, (laughs) really good match that that didn't even go ten minutes. But it was an excellent match. Um, New Day, so exciting. I mean, so entertaining in this match. Um, just the comments by Xavier Woods. We're cutting the ring off. We're tag team wrestling. 
Look at how good we are. <laughs> and they constantly told AJ that he was not a tag team wrestler. Yeah. And which he isn't. But he is not. AJ can hold whatever belt he chooses. And almost um made his wrestling almost. debut. What did you think of that? Uh, <laughs> uh, I would have liked to have seen... I, I, I don't know. I'm torn in that. I thought it was a good match, but I also think AJ Styles, one of the best wrestlers in the world, should be in a singles match. Well, it was. He was uh, against the New Day. Yeah, you're right. It basically was I a told singles you that match. Before I went in, I said, AJ's going to do all the work, almost going to come in and end, mm-hmm. come power moves in a pin. And that's exactly what it was. Okay. But it was better than that. Because you didn't want them to get to almost because you knew what was going to happen once he got in the ring. Do you remember the Fight Club, Jeff? I I hate Fight Club. You know I hate the movie Fight Club. It makes no sense. See, nobody remembers Shane McMahon's Fight Club. Oh, uh, Casey Casey (laughs) turned... He turned his mic and addressed Darth Vader. <laughs> he addressed nobody there. <laughs> Casey sometimes thinks we're on a sitcom and there's a live studio audience watching us right now. There are many people that watch our apartment through from their apartment because we are in an alleyway with a big window. Uh, we're like a department store at Christmas. Everybody loves watching us. Yeah, sometimes when Casey says something funny, he turns to the live studio audience that isn't there and waits for people to laugh. Like Norman Fell. So, (laughs) now, Almost was part of this fight club that Shane McMahon had, and nobody could beat him. He was just this giant beating up people. Oh, that fight club. I thought you were talking about the movie fight club. Yeah, why would I be talking about the movie during wrestling? doesn't even make sense. Uh, You smoke a lot of weed. A lot of the things you say don't make sense. Right, studio audience? Everything I'm saying today makes sense 110% and beyond. (laughs) 110% Look, you can't even go beyond 100%. And I said you go to 110 and beyond. Look at this was a great match. AJ and AJ Styles and almost are now the world champions. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. I don't know what they're doing now, but uh, not good for them. Next match, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Again, all these matches are great. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. Uh, Jeff, any opinion on this? Yes. Um, I thought it was a good match. Uh, I, I wish Shane... <laughs> Shane McMahon's the only billionaire that I actually care if he, like, <laughs> gets physically injured or not. Like, He's if, invincible. Yes. And yes. I put and I, when I say invincible, I put Vince in the middle. <laughs> He's invincible. Yes. I would like to throw uh, Jeff Bezos off the top of a steel cage, but when Shane... Uh, gets thrown off a cage. I'm oh, don't do that, Shane. You don't have to do that anymore. It's whatever. You know... He has so much money. Why does he do this? Because he is an adrenaline junkie. He okay. jumps out of helicopters, Jeff. <laughs> he jumps out of helicopters. I Just remember that. that. That was an accident, though. Yeah, was it? <laughs> or did Shane McMahon see a shark in the ocean that he wanted to fucking get? <laughs> You tell me. 
He's an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> and in this match, uh, a really good match. Uh, well, not a, a decent stage, steel cage match. Uh, you knew there was going to be a big spot somewhere. Shane McMahon at one point gets thrown, not only thrown, launched into the air, off of the top rope, off of the cage. He goes upwards first, like Superfly Snooker, and then spin in midair, and he lands on his back. Probably one of the best flat back bumps I have ever seen anyone take, <laughs> let alone from that height. And uh, Braun uh, ends up winning the match. Braun just ripped apart the cage at one part, too, which was really cool. And um, some people may have problems with the fact that tools were left up on the cage. But the tools were in a sack that was hanging off the cage. That's it. That's where the tools were. They weren't put there on purpose. Like, everything else is underneath the ring. But if you're trying to get things up and down as fast as you can... Why not put the tools where you need them? Just an idea. So these tools, you know, maybe they weren't supposed to be there in the match, but the sacks are there, and they got the tools in them, and then maybe this is a forward thing for the WWE in cage matches. Who knows? <laughs> so, but uh, but but Braun Strowman defeated Shane McMahon again. You sound like you were the agent for the match. <laughs> people are mad because there were tools left up there. People, anyway. were, people were mad. People mentioned, <laughs> oh, these tools just, just, they're just left up there? I was like, have you ever been to a work site? Tools are left everywhere for fuck's sakes. <laughs> people don't care. It's 3 o'clock. They go home. <laughs> they just drop their hammer. You know how many hammers were dropped off the World Trade Center when they were building it? I don't know, but that would be an interesting study. Um... <laughs> Everybody wants to focus all the people that fell out. Everybody whine about the hammers. <laughs> I uh, So, yeah, uh, very s- surprised Shane McMahon lost. But uh, Braun Strowman assured Shane that he was going to get those hands. And boy, did he ever. We went into the next match, and Jeff went to the bathroom. Uh, Bad Bunny. um Oh, I went to my room. Yes, oh, I saw I saw forty bunnies coming down the aisle. I said, "Yeah, I've had enough of this." That confused me for about a week before I figured out, or I was told that the bunnies were part of Miz and Morrison's entrance. Yeah, they were making fun of Bad Bunny, or maybe they're making fun of the Miz's wife, who was a Playboy model. Perhaps I don't know. She was never a Playboy bunny, though. So. Mm. Dare to dream. Um, Bad Bunny. Of course, everybody knows Bad Bunny because everybody listens to Latin uh, rap. Big big fans of him here in this household. Yeah, we listen to Bad Bunny all the time. We like go, Bad Bunny, no biscuit, or something like that. That's, uh, that's how I uh, managed to get the dishes done last night. Just throw on a little Bad Bunny and... Time flies. Yeah, I like to. I like to put on uh, pun pun ba, bun badly, <laughs> bun baddie. What? I was trying to make a name like Bad Bunny, but trying to Bad Bunny. You bun baddie. It's you know Bad Bunny's friend bun baddie. I just changed it. Like I didn't remember that joke, but I did it for the Hall of Fame. I said Rob Van Dam. Rob Dam Van is very difficult to say. 
Mm-hmm. Rob Dab Van. Mm-hmm. Don't don't call back to one of your tweets that actually worked when you just butchered one that did. I just try to do something like that again. <laughs> Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Stop uh, turning to the studio audience. They didn't like it either. Uh, well, they do like this that um, uh, Damian Priest <laughs> and Bad Bunny uh, defeated the Miz and John Morrison from Tough Enough season three. <laughs> Um, they lost the tag team match, and this match got more time than Braun Strowman, more time than Seth Rollins, more time than Bobby Lashley. Uh, no, no, no. This this was the second longest, the third longest match on the card. Can you believe it? Bad uh, well, they like celebrities, and they like getting crossover i don't know attention so yes i understand it i did not watch the match how how was it how how was how was bad bunny bad bunny was actually pretty good okay but as rj said he said he's no david arquette okay so take that as what it may be finally we are as he was he was he ray combs esque Rick Holmes commits suicide, Jack. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, well, that would not be a good bunny <laughs> or a bad bunny. It would be a dead bunny. Be one of the bunnies you see hanging in the windows of the shops. Um, no, I don't even think so. Bianca Belair. You made a World Trade Center joke. What? You did. No. You did 20, not even 20. Oh, about dropping hammers out Four the minutes ago, yes. You yeah, made. well, that's a World Trade Center joke in 1976 when they were building the fucking things, Jeff. Not 2001 when they're falling down. You also, you, you said the people. What people? Huh? You you said everyone's concerned about the people Well, you that don't fell. think people that fell off the fucking World Trade Center when they were building it? <laughs> okay, so you were referencing the people... I that died during to... construction. Yes. Not, not the horrible terrorist attack. Do you know attack. what they do when people die during construction of a building? They put a tree on top. So if you see a building with five trees on the roof, five people died during that uh, the process of that uh, building the, the thing. Who told you that? I read it in a book. <laughs> what book? The Book of Trees on Roofs. <laughs> That's not a real book. It is a real book available online at Amazon right now. Bianca Belair, you're going to, okay. Do you know those socials? Two years ago, (laughs) Sasha Banks is lying in the middle of the floor, throwing a temper tantrum. Mm -hmm. And here she is, the champion, going into the first night of WrestleMania in the main event against Bianca Belair, who is maybe the future of women's wrestling. Is that a stretch and insane? No, she's great. She's uh, she's great. She's uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, for, for sure. She's, uh, she's powerhouse. I don't, I I don't know what she did before. Gymnast or something like that was she? Or? Probably a gymnast. Yeah. Yeah, just she can do everything. Yeah, and it's amazing from NXT to where she is now. Like she picked it up really quick. To, not not only that, their hair. I think we have to dress her hair. Um, she puts her hair up into a high ponytail and it comes down past her thigh. 
Um, she whipped Sasha Banks near the end of the match, and it actually cut Sasha Banks on the side of her. Like, you could see the whip mark like she was Jesus Christ. <laughs> this I'm only saying that because this happened right after Easter. Um, <laughs> but you could see that whip mark like it was Good Friday. You know, it was out of control. And I have to say, it, if, if she's going to use her hair as a weapon, she should be disqualified. That's the, or, you know, otherwise, treat it like hair. But if you use it as a weapon, disqualification. What are your feelings on that? Hot take. There's no way if people die from falling <laughs> off buildings that people put trees on top of the buildings when it's done. There's no way that's a real thing. You can't give Bianca Belair her credit while we discuss her match where she won the championship. I'm sorry, I'm not moving on from the tree building thing. It doesn't make any sense. Well, you can take it up with Google afterwards. Because <laughs> Google is the one that knows about it. <laughs> you said you read it in a book. Book of Google. Trees <laughs> on roofs. Uh, I, yeah, I think you have a point with the hair. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it's almost like a bullwhip. Yeah. Uh, also, as impressive as it is to put somebody over your head and walk around the neighborhood with them, um, maybe just throw them in the ring next time <laughs> rather than walk up the steps and then, like, go underneath the ropes with, like, you know, that was crazy-ass strength, but, you know, holy smokes. Sa Sasha Banks um, dropped the title, and Bianca Belair... Uh, must have had a hell of a private party after that. You know, not private party. Uh, street Profits are her boyfriends, right? Her boyfriend's Street Profit? Yes. Sorry, a private, I said private party. I get those tag teams mixed up. Uh, oh, you messed up that joke. Yeah. Boy. Bianca Belair is your new world champion. And, the, the, uh, Michael, the Michael Cole of podcasting right here just messes up the finish. Do you remember that? <laughs> Big oh, end to WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Cole <laughs> fucked up the finish of the Sasha Banks-Bianca Belair match. <laughs> the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. One, two, three, clear as day. Ah, kicked out. <laughs> yeah, kicked out. No. No, maybe that's what his call was. God damn it. I bet, I bet JR was on the phone five minutes after the end of the, <laughs> the, end of the pay-per-view. We hear that, Vince? Goddamn, he doesn't even know the finish of the match. Bring me back. Bring me back. I'll send you a barbecue case of sauce <laughs> and picture of Mac's wife. <laughs> she died. His late wife. He does talk about her a lot. He really my, misses my her. My ex-wife, I'll send you a picture of her and uh, the new tree we just put on the roof uh, for her. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, we're on a night two. No rain, night two. After just making fun of Jim Ross for being a widower, we're, we're terrible. Well, whatever. This next match has something in, in, in common. <laughs> we're going into night two. Um, the first match is right out of the, the gate. Like, I think all the matches I wanted to see were on night one. All the matches I didn't, I was like... Yeah. Very much so, yeah. Like, okay, so here we go. First match, we thought they're going to start it off 
with Oscar and Rhea Ripley. I uh, know we started off with Randy Orton and The Fiend with Alexa Bliss. And this is just five minutes and 50 seconds of wasting people's time. Yeah, this thing sucks. The Fiend sucks. Bray Wyatt sucks in the ring. None of it makes any sense. I do not believe or believe in Bray Wyatt <laughs> or The Fiend or any of that shenanigans anymore. It's garbage. No, and like Alexa Bliss is good at the stupid shit they're getting her to do, but she's also a really good heel that makes sense when she's actually just a women's heel wrestler. She's really good at it. So why they have her bogged down with this fiend bullshit, I don't understand. And it's, Randy Orton's a great wrestler, too. What are you wasting Randy Orton on this crap for? This is what they want. And uh, and you know what? Me no likey. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it. Um I was like, get me to the next match. And then I saw what the next match was. I'm like, please bring you back to night one. <laughs> the next match, Nia Jax and Nia Jax. No, no, Nia Jax. Shayna Brazler, I'm fine with. Nia Jax is another story. My whole. <laughs> um, Nia Jax and Shayna Brazler, believe, they defeat Natalia and Tamina by technical submission. Uh, technically nobody wanted to watch the match anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Natalia and Tamina, who are said they're not depending on their families anymore. They're going to make it on their own. Yet, yet Natalia has Heart Foundation, everything written on her. is still in the pink and black attack. Tamina's in a different outfit that shows off her boobs. I like it. Good for you. Uh, you know, but this match was 14 minutes and 20 seconds. What? What? Was it really? It was longer. It was longer than Braun and Shane. It was longer than AJ Styles. Why? It was was longer than Seth Rollins and Cesaro. And it was almost as long. Not to mention that, um, the women's match from the night before was 14 minutes. So so they this tag team match nobody cared about got almost as much time as the main event of WrestleMania on night it 1. It was the second longest match of the card <laughs> of night 2. And that is right there. Sorry to all the women listeners and all the fans of everybody uh, that is involved in this match, but I'm going to say this is everything that was wrong with night 2. You had a stinker of a match to start, a gimmick thing at the start. Bray Wyatt, uh, he's on fire, or she's uh, Nia Jax. I mean, like, Alexa Bliss is bleeding ink from her forehead. (laughs) Like, somebody call fucking Papermate. You know, we get your, you know, like, oh, like, I feel like that segment, Fire and Ink, was sponsored by Bic. Bic, the people bringing you pens and lighters for centuries. The good people at Bic. Um, uh-huh. Kevin Owens defeated Sami Zayn in the first WrestleMania quality match of night two. Yes. With Logan Paul, who did absolutely nothing, which was what I wanted him to do. Well, then he ended up taking a stunner afterwards and was amazing at it. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely watched the network before. Uh, he, he, he did. He did. Okay. So then 
We go on. We have some backstage antics right now. And something happened that I was so excited of. Riddle is talking to someone. And then out of nowhere, RVD comes in. And him and Matt Riddle do a little segment together. And I've been saying I wanted these guys to tag up and become the high heels. That's right. They're going to be bad guys. They're going to smoke a lot of pot. They're going to be the high heels. And Vince McMahon would never go along with this. But you know what, Jeff? They did a pro pot sketch on WrestleMania. And that made me very happy. It gets it up. Um, No. (laughs) That's somebody else's line. Uh, That would be problematic if I did that. (laughs) Um, But Sheamus defeated Riddle. And that in itself is a riddle in an enigma in a conundrum. Conundrum. I have my own word. Conundrum. <laughs> so, uh, Did you read that in your tree memorial book that doesn't exist? All righty, Jeff. All right, seriously. Just look up trees on roofs. <laughs> um... <laughs> Seamus defeated Riddle because... It's going to be horrible because I'm going to Google this afterwards yeah. and it's going to be a real thing. Yes, it is. Uh, it, it, this could be a Jeopardy question and this would be why Jeff <laughs> continuously loses. Oh, that's bullshit. Who's the champ right now? You're the champ Thank after one day, Thank after you. taking one lucky guess. One lucky guess. It wasn't a guess. I let you take the lucky guess nah. and then I took the right answer. So Hamlet and Romeo and Juliet is a toss up. No, it's not a toss up. It's an answer. I knew it. You didn't. That's it. I'm getting my title back tomorrow. Okay. Well, Uh, wait, tonight. What are we doing tonight? What are we doing tonight? I don't know. I might go for a walk. Hey, uh, Seamus is now the intercontinental or no, the new United States champion. Who cares? I don't care about either of these guys. Old United States champion Seamus. Do you not like Seamus' new gimmick? Mm-hmm. Where he wears the bully hat? No. Peaky blinders? No, I don't. All right. On the next match. The Nigeria drum match. Oh, God. This is such a bad card. Why? Isn't Like, no. Only night two is bad. Yes, yes. That's what I mean. Night one was great. great. Yeah. Yeah. And night two didn't need to happen. Yeah. No. In six minutes and 50 seconds, <laughs> Apollo Cruz played the drums on Big E, man. I'm pretty sure that's that, that's problematic right there, what you just did. I'm pretty sure. That's about the exact... Look, at if Apollo Cruz, Apollo Cruz is doing it, why can't I? <laughs> His is not real either. What? Uh, Big, Apollo Cruz defeated Big E. Imagine that. Apollo Cruz getting his first match since leaving NXT. Great job. Great job, Paulo Cruz. This match sucked. Nobody cared. Nope. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. And then the next match. Which is too bad because Big E's a great wrestler. He is really he? is. I think so, yeah. Okay. It's just, yeah, this feud is stupid and you can't have a guy change his voice halfway through a feud and expect people to still care about it. Well, it happened with Kofi about 20 years earlier. Uh, the, that's, that's Kofi um, was using a Jamaican accent, mm-hmm. and then he taught uh, Paul Cruz how to do a Jamaican accent for, for Nigeria. Because <laughs> nobody would know the difference, man. Um, Oscar 
said nobody's ready for Oscar. Not only that, said Rhea Ripley is not ready for Oscar. Turns out Rhea Ripley was ready for Oscar. And in 13 minutes and 30 seconds, she becomes the Raw Women's Championship in the second last match uh, after after uh, a big, big title change. Now this match, this 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 look at the first match might have been this to set up the second night, but the second night had all the championship matches, and all the championship matches were garbage. Yeah, and, and no, yeah, that shows you what people think of their champions right now. I had no problem with the Oscar Rhea Ripley match. Probably one of the strongest matches on the card. I will just say I was not happy that Oscar lost. As a matter of fact, I was this is the match that I'm most upset about the loser losing. Um Bianca Blair has just went over Sasha Banks. Do we need a complete um uh, makeover? Of the women's division in the WWE, is that's what's happening? Well, they're trying to make stars, and yeah. I would argue that uh, uh, Rhea Ripley should have beat Charlotte last year for the title. Um, that they did this one year too late. I like Asuka a lot as well, but yeah, I, I, think, I think it was time to put the belt on Rhea Ripley. All right. Maybe uh, maybe she'll do something innovative. Maybe she'll walk out with it hanging from one of her holes in her ears. <laughs> um, yeah, or who knows? She does have big earrings, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last match, head of the table, Roman Reigns, still coming into his old Shield song, uh, with Jey Uso and Paul Heyman against Edge and Daniel Bryan. Uh, to be honest, I said this match going in, I don't care who wins. I just want a good match because I'm happy with any of these guys being the world champion. Uh, my pick to win was Daniel Bryan. However, uh, well, Jeff, tell us what happened. Uh, yes. So, uh, uh, Roman Reigns ended up, uh, retaining after <laughs> beating the shit out of guys with steel chairs it was it was it was a very good match yeah i didn't like all the jay uso interference i didn't like jay uso being out there at all like yeah if it's gonna be no dq plus you have a manager at ringside why do you need another guy there heel because he's the heel yeah but he's i don't know he's a big bad heel he he already beat guys up with Chairs, he shouldn't need somebody else to help. Not him only as well. did he use chairs, he did their gimmick with the chairs. That's right. He delivered concertos, concertos which were invented by Edge and Christian, who is now in AEW, by the way. Um, yeah, and and in that triple threat match, uh, Roman Reigns came out victorious, but it could have went any which way but loose at the very end. It was. It was, you know what, like, that was definitely the best match of the night. Uh, but it wasn't hard to follow what came before it. <laughs> no. Like, number one, first match, no. Second match, no. Third match, good. Fourth match, no. Fifth <laughs> match, no. Sixth match, okay. Seventh match, great. So that was 
that's this night two. But listen, the first night, first match, great. Second match, eh. Third match, great. Fourth match, awesome. Fifth match, solid. Sixth match, eh, but oh. And seventh match, great. Like, that's the, that, and that is your WrestleMania review right there. Right. In, 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 in a nutshell. <laughs> we should have just saved an hour and did that. Yeah. Yeah. But what does that mean? What well, did you think of the first match? Yeah. So maybe we didn't need Charlotte Flair this year. And maybe we didn't need uh, the return of Marys. And maybe we don't need Samoa Joe in the rain on commentary. <laughs> um, as I'm looking through uh, Wikipedia, which is my go-to source for all uh, reviews, uh, they spell concerto with three with two hyphens. Okay. C O N hyphen C H A I R hyphen T O hyphen concerto. Concerto. Two. Doesn't matter though. Um, yeah. Hey, the Bella Twins uh, were also made an appearance. Uh, as as well as everybody else, the Hall of Fame, but the Bella Twins. Uh, we're, we got to talk about how great Bailey was. Bailey, the number one wrestling woman in the in the in the federation, <laughs> she did nothing. They did they did nothing with her, and they gave her nothing to do, and they just made her look worse than ever. Yeah, she, she couldn't even get too sweeted by Scott Hall. And then the next night, the Bella Twins come out and kick the shit out of her. I've never seen uh, Scott Hall or any of the Wolfpack ignore any of the girl divas before. <laughs> They're usually, like, all over them. <laughs> and this one, not so much, Bailey. Not so much. Uh, ding dong. Um, not good. So, uh, I wish they do better with Bailey. Um, yeah, she got... Uh, she got shafted. Yeah, Rod like, Neal here. No, no reason why they couldn't use her in any of these matches. No, well, especially the like the women's match, like you that tag team match. Like, there's some people there that are pretty green. Like, like how do you not throw her in that? Like, she's by far. I, I think she's the best women wrestler on the roster. She and, is. Yeah. So does Peter. She was the top. PWI uh, Women's Wrestler of the Year last year, and on the tag teams, the fourth best tag team. Sasha Banks is in the main event, and Bailey's not on the card. What the fuck? You don't have <laughs> Becky, and you don't have Charlotte. You'd think for sure Bailey's got to be somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. What a joke. Um, not happy with that. So you know, like. You know, what are you going to do? You can't even, they didn't even have the Bailey things. That oh, those inflatable car wash things? Yeah. Yeah. They weren't even there. Um, and that was it. And then uh, that was it. Oh, and then, of course, afterwards, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin had Chris Jericho on as the Broken Skulls. 
uh, podcast okay. where um, I went for a walk because Jericho just tells the same stories and talks about himself over and over again. Yeah, but I, I you live with me and I do that too. <laughs> that's that's why I went for a walk. Jericho's uh, stories are better than mine. Huh? Some of the stories are better than mine. Oh, they are not. Oh, Jericho. D- he never hung out with the Beverage Brothers. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> the Beverage Brothers sounds like a faction. Four brothers, alcoholics, whose last name happens to be Beverage. That's a gimmick right there, bud. The Pride of Arn Prior, Ontario. No, Carp. Oh, Carp. Pardon yes, me. Carp. So that is it, a WrestleMania. That is our WrestleMania review. Jeff McHenry, we've done it. We're at the hour mark. There well, you go. Five, 55 minutes and 59, 56 minutes right now. Uh, where can the people find you? Um, I'm going to say online because in reality, it's his bedroom. Yeah, I'll but be I'll be in my room. Wait until COVID leaves. <laughs> I'll be in my room. You'll be in yours. Jeff is actually behind plexiglass with a mask on right now. <laughs> so... Uh yeah yeah I got I got nothing coming up. Don't even bother visiting my website. It's out of date anyway. Uh, but you just what letter? Which which season letter Kenny were you in last? Uh, uh two. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. I was on uh, se- uh season eight. Season eight. Season eight letter Kenny. Letter Kenny the the number one show in the hearts of Alexa Bliss and uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, they uh, both like the show. They yeah. both like the show. So they, they like they've laughed at Jeff McHenry. Have you ever thought about that? Uh, no, no, I hadn't. But that's yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they'll get human re- resources down in the states. That's uh, what Casey Corbin was on last, and Colt. Cabana ended up on our show as a result of it. Uh, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, so you need to start tweeting at um, <laughs> at uh, you. Got to get dressed up in your letter candy outfit, <laughs> put on your toilet scrubbing gloves, and, kinda, and we got to take a picture. We got to cut a promo to send to Rhonda to get her on the show. Says I don't see it happening any other way. <laughs> Uh, congrats on your voice holding up, by the way. You sound like Vince McMahon at the start. Welcome to the TNW part. What was, what was that? Was there something where he somebody didn't have a voice and they tried to do commentary? Oh, oh Jim, Jim Ross, two Jim. years ago. Two weeks ago on AEW. <laughs> yes. Jim Ross, I'm sorry. I don't have a voice or a wife right now, <laughs> but I... I've been gargling barbecue sauce <laughs> before bed. <laughs> um, that's JR. that's that's like the third Jim Ross lost his wife joke we've made on well, this WrestleMania review. How many times have I heard? Well, first number he one, he does talk about it a lot. Number one, you can't have WrestleMania without Jim Ross, whether you like it or not. He is the voice of a generation. Yeah. And my God, my God, there are trees on those roofs. And, and uh, we're we're treating him like he's still in WWE Why? <laughs> by making fun of him mercilessly. Yes. Which they did for like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're making a few jokes 
yeah, Vince McMahon made him shit himself on TV. Yeah, yeah, we never pulled his head out of his ass. Yeah, we didn't skip. do anything like that. So, you know, dookie. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, AEW has been great. Chris Jericho uh, has been fantastic. And I don't mind that Jericho talks about himself. Because I watched this guy talk about himself for an entire episode. And I realized this guy thinks he's me. <laughs> Who talks about himself this much? So, um, so yeah. But I thought the Broken Skull sessions were great. I love that AEW has been mentioned on WWE. Um, I'm really happy with the way pro wrestling is right now. But we're on the verge of a new generation, a new rev. Once all this stuff goes in and live shows can start back up, man, I can't wait. This wrestling thing is really going to take off. Um, with that said, Nigerian drum fights coming to a town near you. People love Nigerian <laughs> drum fights. Uh, <laughs> Louisiana guitar fights. Is Stop making fun of me because I like country music. Bluegrass. Blue. I'm going to kick your bluegrass all the way to the bathroom. Uh-huh. Speaking of that, I have to pee. Wrap this up. Oh, Dad's making fun of that commercial where the kid has to pee all the time. Anyways, folks, we're Jeff McHenry, uh, who is on the internet. <laughs> you can find him. Along at- with trees, memorial building facts, apparently. You guys, he doesn't believe it, but he, he's going to be astonished when I'm right. <laughs> Aside from that, I'm Casey Corbin. Uh, check me out on Spotify. I got three albums, Turtle Crossing, Vampires Are Popular, and uh, Different Jokes. Uh, it's all free, as well as Talking Wrestling's on Spotify as well. So while you're there, not why not check out Casey Corbin and uh, listen to a couple tracks off my CD uh, with that said, thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ear. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, regular show with myself and Reese Turner, the fabulous co-host with the most. And uh, for Never Sleeps Network, I'm Casey Corbin, putting a headlock on your ear. Thank you. We'll talk at you next week. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.